How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Reagan Harold, joined aside Chris Machado, and we are the co-hosts of the 2023 Sargati Stallions podcast. The, the mission for this is to get you, the fans of the Stallions, as connected with the team as possible. And we're doing that by having interviews with coaches, players, and then having insight from your two broadcasters, Chris and myself, this year for the 2023 season as we look to bring that PGCBL title back home to Saugerties, New York. As I said, I'm Reagan Harold, and this is Mr. Chris Machado. Hey, everybody. I'm joined alongside Reagan here. We're here also two broadcasters on the Saugerties Stallions YouTube channel. So the two voices you hear every single game is myself and Reagan here. We're switching every single game of who does color and who does play-by-play. So if you want to look to, especially watching those away games, if you're not going to be here at Canton Memorial Field in person, tune in on YouTube. So yeah, with this podcast, we're also going to be busting out a lot of content. Some of the players and coaches might even allow us to mic them up during just an off-day practice or even BP before a game, so stay tuned. And we got to see that with uh, Travis Havasaikin and River Hart, two guys that we saw uh, go to the plate yesterday for the Stallions. And we're going to be doing a lot of mics up content on our social medias. The podcast is available in video form on Twitter and on YouTube, and then on audio form pretty much wherever you can uh, listen to podcasts, Spotify, iPodcasts, etc. So a lot of great places uh, for you to be in tune with the Stallions. Hopefully we can continue to grow the Pony Nation. But we have a great interview on episode one of the 2023 uh, Sargassi Stallion podcast with our head coach. Uh, probably yeah. smart to have the, uh, one of the boss men up on here. We have Coach Colin Martin, a great about 20-minute interview that we'll have at the end of this. But, hey, we want to have you connected. So even if you miss anything, we're going to be recapping a lot more. Obviously, right now we're only three games into the mm-hmm. seasons due to due to, you know, rain or rain the wild, wild, the wildfire smoke now. Yeah, yeah. the wildfire f- smoke. But we have gotten to see a little bit. So, Chris, my first question to you, who have been some guys that you have watched that have really impressed you this year for the Stallions? It's the left side of the infield and the outfield for myself, and that's going to be Andrew Amato in left field and Jack Lawrence who played against, oh gosh, sorry, Mohawk Valley last yeah. night. Um over on third base, we've seen Damian Keneally and Sam Hill. Sam Hill obviously ate up an error in one of the games against Albany, but, hey, made the play right back. Keneally has also tried his luck over at the shortstop position. Great over there. Carson Clark, Stella Jenis, they're all great guys on that left side of the infield. Really, really great defense all around for the Stallions. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I think the defense so far has been a strong point for the Stallions. But for me, it's been the pitching. And, I, I you know, I, I'm from – you go to Penn State, it's all on your head. But I got to talk <laughs> about my guys from down in Babson Park. The boys from the Bab have been buzzing up here in Socrates, New York. Look at Xavier Rodriguez. He got the start in that first game against Amsterdam. Two innings of shutout ball and finished with three strikeouts now early on in the year. Of course, we're mixing guys in, trying to figure out, you know, who are going to be the guys. Only three games in the year, like we said. we got to see him get two great innings. We'll likely see him again, hopefully here at Canton Field this weekend. Got a big game Sunday night uh, here at home, correct? We have the off day Saturday. No, Saturday's Saturday's the doubleheader in Glens Falls to make up for the smoke. That's right, that's yeah. right. And then, then we have the home game on Sunday. But I think Xavier, uh, he's a guy we'll probably see again this weekend. But two other guys as well. You look at our uh, win against the Albany Dutchman. It was mm-hmm. Seth Lovell, a guy that I think is really interesting this year. We hear a little bit more with Colin in the interview. But he was a guy that missed the entirety of the 2022 year and most of the 2023 season for the Warriors with that Tommy John surgery. But he has come back and he had a good, a strong end to his year 
with the Warriors down in Babson Park. He's off to a hot start. He had that great seventh inning uh, where he struck out the one, two, and three hitters for the Dutchman. And then T.J. Lopez, who got the save, I think yeah. with having three pitchers like that, along with some other pretty good ones, uh, I think that we have a lot of great pitching this year. I saw Jacob Grossman go out and have uh, two great innings of relief last night in our uh, loss, unfortunately. But – Another guy with the bat and with the glove that's really impressed me, Evan Dieter. Yes, the center, center, field. center fielder had the big hit. Uh, he had the game-winning RBI in the bottom of the seventh against the Dutchman. Bases loaded, two strikes, two outs, able to find a hole and drive in two. I've been pretty impressed overall by the Stallions. But I'll tell you something else, Chris, that's really impressed me is the off-the-field that I've seen with Socrates. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys that, I mean, they've maybe known each other for less than a week or maybe a week at this point. Yeah. And with guys coming in every day, but we've been around the clubhouse. We've seen the guys interact on the bus. Every day it seems like the group has gotten stronger and guys are hanging out outside. I mean, what have you seen about mm-hmm. the chemistry so far for the Stallions? The chemistry seems good. Guys are talking to each other and getting to know each other, where they're from, their background, where they go to school and play and all that. Um, we hear a lot of conversations on the team bus. We get to We have the privilege of traveling with the team, especially to away games. These guys are getting closer every single day. You know, they're roommates with host families, going out to eat and doing this and that and other activities, going to the gym together. One a pair of guys I see together all the time is Eli Small and Hudson Brown. Both just graduated high school. They're both going to the University of Kentucky to be teammates next season. So it's really, really good to see that these guys get together now and you can only hope for the better, excuse me, for the best. Hey, you know, Eli Small, that's another guy I'm really excited to see. We've only seen him uh, have four, four ABs, one for four on the year. But Eli Small, number three overall recruit this year out of the state of Nebraska, yep. correct? I mean, he's been great. We've seen him in the infield as well as behind home plate. Watch out for Eli Small. And, hey, Hudson Brown, our big first baseman slash designated hitter, he certainly could, but uh, could be big for the Stallions in 2023. So, like we said, this will be a, a, a brief uh, episode just on our end. We'll probably we'll have more when there's you no know, more games. We'll get more on recapping and yeah, maybe we'll get uh, more in depth. Yeah, and that's another thing. We got to learn about the other teams in the league before we we uh, tell y'all a bunch about them. This is gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun. Uh, summer, but hey, I gotta ask you one thing. We've both lived in Socrates for about a whole whole seven days now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what what are some of your favorite parts about the city? Um, going downtown there, down to Main Street, a lot of good places to eat. I mean. One place I stopped in just randomly for some great pizza. Slice is also one of our sponsors here. We say that we say that their tagline throughout the broadcast, and yeah, that is a great place. I've gone myself for pizza, and everything's local. Everything's together. Um, just this complex yeah. here with the soccer fields and the ice rink all the way down on the other end, Canton Field right behind us, this uh, border wall, and then you know you see all the little league parts, the men's and women's softball. Where I come from in Yonkers, New York, you know I live right on the borderline of the Bronx and, you know, the rest of New York City. And I'll be honest, where I grow up isn't really the best area. It's kind of gotten worse since I was a kid. So to see something like this, the whole community come out here and literally be base, baseball town USA is absolutely awesome to see because I got nothing like this back home. Yeah. And just seeing everybody together to come here and just watch all the kids play and prosper for this one sport is just absolutely outstanding to see. I mean, it's so fun. I mean, we have the Little League Parks here and the Little Leaguers come out. I mean, hey, opening night, we saw it was Little League night, and we mm-hmm. just see you know, over 100 Little League kids out here and 
you know, that they're playing baseball now, but they're seeing the Saugatee Stallions guys living what they want to be. They want to be a Saugatee Stallion one day, and these yeah. are memories that they won't forget. I mean, you remember going to the ballpark when you were a little kid. I mean, as a Mets fan, me as a, <laughs> as a Braves fan, trust me, folks, be a lot of fun banter with that this year. Uh, especially, hey, maybe tonight the Braves yeah, able to yeah, sweep, yeah. sweep, sweep uh, New York <laughs> back up to to to. Uh, to New York, but anyways, you know, I, I think it's just a community as mm-hmm. a whole. You go downtown, and if you say the word stallions, everybody yeah. knows about it. They're always eager to talk about it, and I think that speaks to all the way at the top with Kevin Hinch and Bass and everybody just doing such a good job of you know marketing the stallions and there being that relationship with mm-hmm. the town. I think it's going to be a very special summer, my friend. Yeah, it really is. We're excited to see all of you here rooting on your stallions at home games and joining alongside on YouTube for away games. I mean, yeah, we even notice it. One time I just went downtown real quick with this shirt on. I had, ooh, excuse me, I just left the field. I still had this shirt on. And, you know, people kind of gave me some looks, and I was like, well, I'm not a player, you know, I'm just a broadcaster, <laughs> but... I mean, hey, th- this team means something to this town, and it's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you hearing from me and Chris. We're going to kick it over to myself, Chris, and Coach Colin Martin. Before we do, just want to just want to uh, tell you it's just about some of our great sponsors. First, Sawyer Savings. We appreciate you being a sponsor on today's episode, along with Nicaro Insurance. Uh, again, Nicaro Insurance, we appreciate you being a sponsor of this 2023 season for the Stallions, being a great sponsor on the podcast, our, the inaugural podcast of the 2023 season. And of course, uh, Sawyer Mo- Motors and their car shows. We appreciate Sawyer Mo- Motors. Great car shows. Uh, go have some good ones this summer. Mm-hmm. Go check out some classic cars. That'd be a fun, fun yep. little deal. I believe the date is July 7th. July 7th. That's mm-hmm. the date. There's Chris uh, help me out. That's what a good co-host does. But now we're going to kick it over to uh, ourselves and the head coach of the Sovereignty Stallions, Coach Colin Martin. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest to the Stallions podcast now. It's the head coach for your Sovereignty Stallions, Coach Colin Martin. Coach, how's it going, man? Fantastic. Glad to be here, Reagan. Hey, absolutely. I guess it's really uh, who I should be thanking. You're the one that texted me originally, said you want to go up to upstate New York for the summer. And uh, it's like, yeah, that sounds like a good time. But Coach, it's uh, uh, great, to, great to have you on. I can you just tell the listeners everything, a little bit about what you do outside of coaching for the Stallions? I will, but I, I've got to say, first and foremost, you got yourself up here because that, your name was brought to my attention. No kidding. Yeah, some people up here were paying attention to the Weber broadcasts, and you had an audience, and they reached out and said, hey, what's Reagan Harrell doing this summer? So. Hey, well, you got you got yourself up here. Well, to the other broadcasters, listen, you never know who's watching. That's right. <laughs> all all is well. We're cranking a few games under our belt, dealing with some weather and some smoke. Yeah. A couple off days mixed in, uh, but we're we're rocking and rolling. Hey, we sure are. You're a little bit different with the smoke uh, up in Canada, <laughs> but nonetheless, we got a lot long summer ahead. A lot of games to look forward to, and you got a lot of guys on the roster. Who are some guys that the fans should be watching out for in 2023's PGCBL season? We've got a handful of them that are interesting. Uh, first few games of the summer, just getting guys different looks, uh, learning names, faces, positions. You know, doing some research. We follow along with these guys throughout their college seasons, but having conversations with them for the first time face-to-face and guys coming off of uh, different levels of repetition and competition. So just trying to fill uh, fill everything in as we go. A um, handful of guys off the bat that really liked. Ethan Conrad, local kid from Marist outfielder. He squared some balls up and looked pretty good and moves around 
uh, very well on the bases, surprisingly so. I know he had had some bags in the spring, but uh, he's a good-looking athlete. Ethan Brown, another left-handed hitter, uh, high school kid out of Mississippi that's going to University of Kentucky. Uh, good-looking bat. So those are two. And then uh, you know, Weber guys are showing well so hey, far. That's doing a great job. As I was saying the other night to Chris, mm-hmm. I was like, the, the Weber guys had X come out, had two strong strong innings, Xavier Rodriguez and the start up in Amsterdam, had Seth Lovell and my boy. Seth, he uh, goes out there, three big Ks in the seventh inning in our uh, our uh, home opener win, and then T.J. Lopez with the save. I mean, uh, Chris, you've gotten to see the Weber guys. I mean, what, what have you seen the pitching staff from the Warriors? I mean, just great command all around with every single pitch. They get guys to chase. T.J. is a ground ball pitcher, likes to get them to hit plunks just right into the infield, and, hey, gets all the guys thrown out at first. <laughs> Absolutely. Chris, what you got uh, that, that ask coach? Well, I guess, how'd you get your start with the Stallions, especially coaching down in Florida? How'd you end up up here? So this would be year five for me. Um, COVID year thrown in the middle, and then I had a miss, miss one with a health issue. Uh, so Kevin Henchy, he is uh, relentless. Um, I got uh, a notification from Brad Niehammer, who's our athletic director at Weber. He said, hey, this guy's blowing the office phone up. you got to give him a call. Let's talk to you about managing a summer league team. Uh, at the time, we were pretty busy at Weber, and my initial reaction was, um, I'm good. I'm not mm-hmm. really interested. I'd done some, some summer stuff in the past. Uh, really wasn't in my vision at all. Um, he's, you got to call this guy back. Mm-hmm. He's he's blowing blowing me up. Okay, so I get on the phone with Kevin and uh, put together a pretty good pitch, at least uh, enough to bat away my initial uh, decline. Uh, you know, just think about it. We'll talk some more. Maybe do something more of a formal interview. So chewed on it for a little bit. Okay, uh, got back on the phone with him for thirty minutes to an hour. Formally offered me the job. Chewed on it for another day or two. Decided to go with it. Uh, my parents actually came up here first for a, a fundraising event, in which my dad was uh, one of the speakers here locally. It was in the middle of our spring season, so I couldn't make it. Uh, my parents came back and they said, you're absolutely going to love it. Said, okay. I uh, didn't have a ton of expectations other than I felt like it would be a good experience with everything. I All the information I gathered on the, the people mm-hmm. with the Stallions, uh, mainly Kevin. Um, so first summer up, learned the lay of the land. Had a great experience and uh, decided to come back every year since. Awesome. Well, Enjoyed by, it. By learning the lay of the land, I assume that means finding all the good fly fishing spots. That's in the a big area, part right? of it. That's a big part of it. I mean, obviously, here at Canton, you guys have learned they do a great job of taking care of the facility. Yeah. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. a great home ballpark for summer baseball. Um, and, and you guys will see more. You get a lot of support from the local community, and everybody has uh, treated myself and, and my family great. Um, but yeah, small area, which I like, uh, a lot of outdoor related activities, which I, I love, uh, people here treat me very, very well. Um, I like to fish, yeah. I like to fly fish. Uh, we're in a, a great circle of, uh, historic trout streams within a, a two hour radius. Really? And, uh, Matt Saliba, who's, you know, from Weber came up with me, uh, my first year and, uh, we, just did some recon and you know rode around aimlessly for hours and caught a few fish and then that's uh, met a lot of people through through fly fishing up here. Do quite a bit of that, you know. Obviously, with a lot of seven o'clock games, your mornings 
are open. Uh, so the first few years especially, it wouldn't matter if we got back at 2 o'clock in the morning. I was waking up next morning at 5 o'clock going fishing. Uh, not so much now. i got my wife and, and baby up here, so yeah. mm -hmm. try to spend more time with them after games. But uh, off day today, we're actually we're going fishing here in a couple hours. Hey, well, we definitely don't want to hold you up too <laughs> no, long. Let's get, get off, get off the creek uh, and go tear them up, Coach. But, uh, you know, like fly fishing, a little bit different from regular fishing, being the head coach of a summer summer ball team. It's a little bit different from being a head coach where, you know, you're going out and it's a lot more responsibility. I don't want to say too much more responsibility, but, you know, being a college coach, you got to stay on the guys with the academics a little bit more. Uh, and then summer ball, it's a little bit more fun. But you just kind of to describe the difference in, you know, coaching summer league versus coaching collegiate a lot of similarities and a lot of differences um, you know there are a lot of other administrative duties that get taken care of for us here between Kevin and, and Joe base quirk uh, Greg Charvis here at the field they do a great job of making sure that most of your focus is on the baseball field um, you know at, at home being the head coach of a college program although I, I do have some really great help on staff. There are a lot more little things to tidy up. Uh, you know, although I always feel like winning's important regardless of what you're playing, when you're playing, where right. you're playing, um, college coaches are entrusting uh, the health and well-being of their players. You're essentially borrowing them for a short period of time right. um, to help them get maybe the repetitions that they didn't get throughout the spring or to get them more repetitions, maybe that being a different role, um, or just to continue a good thing that they've got going, or maybe to help a guy overcome something. Uh, Seth, for example, who's one of our own at, at Weber's coming off Tommy John, was not cleared till uh, March, basically, which yeah. is right in the middle of, of conference, uh, needed to get some innings under his belt. We've, we've got had other guys in the past that are in that same boat. So, uh, you know, the, the winning component, you want to play good baseball, you want to play winning baseball, but at the end of the day, you're managing personnel and making sure that guys get different looks and making sure that guys are getting their work in. Uh, they're just not sitting around being stagnant, showing up every day at 345. They're getting the additional work, whether that's in you know the weight room. We've got a, a great place to hit at the facility down the road where guys are going in every morning and getting extra work, work in. Of course, you know we've got a, a really great coaching staff here, you know, starting with Rich Doobie, and I think the experience and information, the knowledge that he has is invaluable at any level of baseball, but especially for summer baseball. So uh, you're just making sure that uh, you're checking all the boxes and guys are getting all their work in throughout the summer. Yeah, that's such a huge advantage for the Stallions, having Rich Doobie uh, on the staff. For those who don't know, can you tell a little bit about his experience at the MLB and the, the uh, you know, baseball level he's in general? He's been at the highest level of the game. Yeah. You know, in Major League Baseball, he's been a pitching coordinator. Uh, he's a player, first and foremost, mm -hmm. out of high school. Um, got him, I'm not exactly sure at what age, maybe 26, 27, was already into coaching mm -hmm. at the minor league level. Um, pitching coordinator for a couple different organizations. Uh, major League Pitching Coach for three different organizations. Um, got Cy Young Award winners. He's got Hall of Famers. He's got World Series rings. He's got it all, you know, and uh, not to go too deep down this path, but it, the, any other era or generation other than the present day, uh, he is still a Major League Pitching Coach. He's more than capable, more than qualified, so we're incredibly fortunate to have him have him here. 
Absolutely. I mean, I was just talking with guys, and I mean, Chris, you can attest yeah. to this too. I mean, talking to guys, it's like they just one little fix, and it fixed something. Like with Jacob Grossman, he said something on I can't remember, believe it was slider, and he said, "Yeah, Doobie just took one look at me and fixed something that I've been trying to work on for a year." Yeah, wow. I mean, the the beautiful thing about Doobs is, I mean, admittedly, he looks at the players, he looks at the the coaches, and he'll tell you flat out he doesn't know everything, mm. uh, but what he is is an unbelievable observer you know and when you've been in that profession at the highest level for that long uh it's just second nature for him to step foot on a baseball field and be able to identify different things and and even in a short period of time he's told these guys and i've been around him for a few years now too he's not just going to put his hands on you and start moving pieces around right away he's going to watch first he's going to ask questions he's going to pay attention he's going to see you compete and want you to be comfortable um, but generally, if he gives you something to work on or, or with uh, or to key in on, it's going to help you. Uh, we're incredibly lucky to have him. Yeah, and with all the guys you got this season, I guess just my question is, being a collegiate coach and summer league, what goes into building the roster itself? Are you picking specific players? Um, or? You know, other than a, a handful of contributions along the way, you know, there's there's been a handful of Weber kids that have come up for different lengths of time and helped out. Um I've got very little to do with it firsthand, you know, and that was, I wouldn't say it was part of the agreement, but obviously one of the, the biggest roles that we have uh, for any any head college coach is recruiting at your own school. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. We've got a lot of help with it. Um, but that is one thing that, that Kevin and, and this year, especially with, with base uh, running the GM duties that they've taken care of for us. Um, you know, whether we put in a phone call, like I said, or we've all got relationships, um, you know, Doobie as well, or, or Norton or Elon, uh, you know, somebody calls or, or we know someone and feel like they've got a player they can add value. You know, of course, we're going to try to chip in, but those guys have taken care of 90% of that workforce. Uh, depth is the big thing, and we've been on each side of it and each of it presents its own challenge and I think anyone listening that has either coached, managed, or recruited slash signed players for summer baseball understands the, the challenges with it. Uh, we've been in positions before where uh, you've had three or four guys signed that end up throwing 50, 60 innings and they get shut down or they're dealing with an injury late in the spring and they get shut down. Um, but depth is always the big thing, especially on the mound. And uh, Kevin and I were talking, I think it was last night actually, after the game where my first year up here, I think we started the summer with 11 or 12 maybe mm -hmm. at most position players and like five pitchers. Oh, wow. And we're, we're out of the gates, you know, it's like six games in seven days. And uh, show up, we have a meeting with the team, you know, our season winds down at Weber hall tail up here you know show up and there's like 16 17 players and you're going uh -oh. looking at the schedule oh boy you know plus <laughs> yeah. an exhibition game we had just to kind of you know get the cogs moving on the stadium operations and going okay <laughs> and we made it we managed it uh we got through it i think yeah. we started the year 0 and 7 solid uh we actually played really good baseball but yeah. we were just on the you know, the losing end of it. And I think after that, we started getting some more bodies finishing up their season and won seven or eight games in a row or something like that to get back on the on the right side of it. But, uh, 
Yeah, that, that's always a, an issue early on. Um, it has been in the past. This year it's different. We've, we've got a plethora of bodies. Um, yeah. We've got a full roster early on, which is a good thing yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, I, I give Rich a ton of credit. Um, you know, Kevin could be thrown into that statement as well. You know, you hear some horror stories as a college coach yeah. of guys being overused on the mound. Yeah. Uh, position players having to come in and, and fill in and pitch, you know, guys who traditionally aren't pitchers. Hey, can you can you go and get us three outs or six outs or nine outs? Yeah. And that that's always as a college coach, that's always your biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we have we've not had to do here, even in times where you know the schedule gets a little bit long or backed up, and the roster might be a little bit short in terms of available bodies. We've always kept these kids on a routine. Rich does a. a fantastic job he probably doesn't understand how vital that is to running a a college summer program keeping everybody on a routine you know with the amount of bodies we have now one of the big benefits is that you know he he can spend time with guys in their sides and bullpen setting and be able to give them something that they can turn around and and use in a game you know and try out in competition I would, I would say that's that's the biggest part of it. Yeah, that's something if I was a college coach, I would just be terrified. I mean, like to have a guy that you're counting on next spring and, you know, every pitcher, you never know. I mean, it could, it could be like that. We saw with Jacob mm-hmm. DeBrom the, the, the other yeah. night. I mean, it, 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 anything uh, could happen. But I think there's obviously the other side of that coin. You're having guys, you know, like at Weber or, or uh, Elon or wherever they're, they're from uh, here in Socrates, they're getting to learn from a great hitting coach, uh, with, with you and getting to learn from a gr- great all-time pitching coach uh, in Rich Doobie. But, uh, you know, Coach, you've had a pretty good little run last couple of years at Weber. I've been uh, privileged enough to uh, be, be a part and watch those runs. It's almost kind of like, a, you know, y'all got a new broadcaster in the booth. Because maybe, I probably right. not. But, uh, but back-to-back 40 win. Uh, Better hope we don't lose this year. Though. Oh, yeah, we, we have a 20. <laughs> yeah, good you take thing. the credit, you got to take the blame, hey, too. Good, good thing it's my fifth-year uh, senior year. Get out of here. It's exciting now, folks. But um, uh, yeah, you know, you had uh, two great years, two 40 right. year wins. Uh, year before, you uh, go to the World Series for the first time in school history, get uh, the, the two wins. This year, a one seed for the first time in uh, school history. You just, uh, what do you attribute the success you've had in Babson Park to? Some great coaches that are dedicated to the program and to the process, and some unbelievable players that have bought in. Absolutely. That's it. Um, I mean, that's. We, we focus on the small things. We focus on them every day. We try not to get too far down the road. Uh, last couple of years has just been a culmination of a, a large group of guys that really enjoyed playing together. Um, they enjoyed winning. They enjoyed playing good baseball. They allowed their coaching staff to push them. Um, you know, it was a special run for two years. Uh, hopefully we can keep keep it going. That's it. Uh, it's, That's it's the keep, plan. Yeah, just keep on rolling. Maybe get a, get a little red banner to hang up uh, in the bath and you know, get the boys buzzing yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah I've got, uh, got a lot. Chris, uh, I think uh, we have one more question uh, for Coach, yeah? Yeah, sure. the last question we'll both give you is, you said you've been up here for five or so years. Mm-hmm. What has become your favorite things of living in Socrates? Aside from baseball? or Yeah, aside from baseball. Aside from baseball. Uh, I love the area. I love the Catskills. I love the size of the community, um, Saugerties, but also the surrounding areas. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an outdoor person. That's how my wife and I enjoy spending our, our free time. 
the fishing we already talked about that's a big part of it and it's easily accessible and it's not just the fishing it's just being where where we go is kind of out in the middle of nowhere it's quiet uh kind of allows you some time to decompress uh you know a job is a job i'm very fortunate to have the job that i i do i love it um but when i'm not doing that i try to do fill my time with other things that i'm passionate about doing um People have always treated me very well. Uh, stallions have treated me very well. That's everyone that's uh, has connections with the team. Love the food. Yeah, I love yeah. the food. That's kind of a, a low-key sneak deal for a lot of people that aren't familiar with the area. Yeah. I've got five or six places that uh, love to go and eat. And okay. Kevin knows every year that we come back. It's like we got here early, a few days after, or a few days before the the players reported. It's like. Going to Anarellis tonight. I'm like, yes. Anarellis, is that, <laughs> is that the top spot for you? It's up there. It's a good one. My wife and I just ate at uh, Miss Lucy's in okay. the village. Really good. Uh, we ate with the Hinchies, the Doobies, and my parents were in town. We ate there the other night. That's that's one of my favorites. Um, we go to Phoenicia where we fish quite a bit, which is a tiny little uh, I don't, town, village. It's basically two, two streets nice. uh, on the Esopus where we fish couple really good uh, places to eat there. Brio's Pizza's phenomenal. Uh, Phoenicia Diner's great. A lot of really good places to eat. Well, well now it sounds like, Chris, we got us a couple places we can yeah, go, we go try out. out. <laughs> uh, Coach, appreciate you coming on, yeah. boss. Get, get, let you go get out on the yeah, water. Yeah. The season. Thank you, guys. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. And appreciate all you uh, for tuning on. Hope you enjoyed the interview with Coach Colin Martin. We'll have a lot of stallions on this year, and we'll see you all next week.